What's going on, guys, and welcome back to The Lockup, bringing you inside the ring of combat sports. I'm your host, Dylan Reynolds, joined today by my wonderful co-host, Joshua Klein. How's it going, buddy? It's going it's going well. Um, we're talking about your golden boy again. Mm-hmm. Apparently, he has a new opponent. So That's... we're going to dive into that today and uh, give our thoughts about uh, how Jake Paul is going to fare out. Yeah, uh, so... As we start the show, I will say, uh, for those of you who watched last week's episode, don't worry. Uh, this will not go as long as last week's episode did. Um, that will, uh, I, I hope you enjoyed the conversation regardless, because I we both thought that that was pretty good. But uh, definitely, uh, two-hour-long shows are not the norm here. But hey, but if you're doing other work and you want to listen to something that takes about two hours, hey, it's a uh, it's a really good episode to listen to. I mm-hmm. listened to it while I was at work, and two hours fly by like that. So if you watch those episodes, I watched that episode last week. Applaud, thank you. Lot, lots of interesting stuff we talked about too. Lots of my ranting returned. You know, it was awesome. Well, now we're back to your daily you, program where I just yeah. shit on Jake Paul. It's so awesome. who is Jake Paul fighting? So Jake Paul is now fighting the spider, Anderson Silva, of course, former UFC champion, uh, who is currently in the world of boxing, three and one, uh, uh, two of those being KOs, and then his one loss also being at the expense of a knockout. Um, This is a pretty big fight. Um, This is something that I think, despite Anderson's age, I think is much more of a challenge for uh, Jake versus, say, your Ben Askren or uh, Tyrone Woodley, who also were UFC champions. You know, the big thing with those guys is that Askren, of course, was a wrestler. He was not a top, you know, he was not a striker. Woodley was a kind of a striker back in his day, but since he lost and kind of was coming off of the momentum of his losses, I mean, he wasn't the same. And, you know, that was a big criticism, especially in the first fight, is Tyrone was not throwing. Um, this is going to be different despite the age difference. Not only do you have the fact that Anderson Silva is pretty damn good at boxing, even in his MMA career, like he was a pretty good stand up boxer. But now since he's came into the boxing world, three wins is not anything to really scoff at, you know, especially two of those being KOs. That's pretty impressive. Um, another thing too, that's interesting is that, this is someone that Jake actually looked up to. Uh, this was something I saw this morning uh, since they did the press com- one of the first press conferences today. Uh, he showed a picture of Jake and Logan meeting Anderson Silva when they were like 10 or something like that to now where they're f- coming up on this fight. And that's another thing you kind of have to worry about too because yeah, me personally, if I can even, I can't even get myself into the the mindset of fighting an idol you know someone who i looked up to growing up you know that would be like me thinking about fighting uh the undertaker or something like how would you get into that mindset of like oh i you know i want to continue this road of being a killer as jake wants to present himself as how do you do that to someone you idolized growing up I like the fact they used the Undertaker example because that works for this. Is mm-hmm. that those later Undertaker matches, because he was old, weren't that good. 
No. Um, I mean, we could talk about the tag team match at Saudi um, or the Goldberg I tried, match. I, I, I try not what, to talk about either of those, actually. Or the Goldberg match where Goldberg almost killed Undertaker. I mean, like, yeah. when you get up there in age, you have no business being in the ring. Now, mm-hmm. you know, Mr. Silva, okay, had those, has those uh, three knockouts, which is, uh, which is pretty impressive because that gets Jake somebody um, who has fighting experience, even like even if it's in the octagon or in the ring. So it'd be a nice, good test to face somebody who's battle tested. But to me, is it's like, is it is he too old? Is he too mm-hmm. long in the tooth? Like, is this a real competition for Jake? That is the question I'm I'm having questions on. Mm-hmm. Like maybe like once again, Jake picks somebody who's not a at a boxer at his prime or a boxer yeah. who's facing levels where or I think Jake is at. Mm-hmm. Do I, I? I don't know if Anderson and him are at the same level. Yeah, especially because the age does make a difference. All boxers don't usually last longer. I mean, there's, mm. there's a reason why. So yeah, I mean, it there there's a reason why people even any combat sport they don't get into it later on in life. It's it's just uh, as someone someone who's been in the news in our world recently, you know. Uh, Phil Brooks tried that, and he he learned pretty quickly. He learned pretty quickly in his two fights. Oh yes, and you know what? And he looked at it as those just like I did. He well, he did it just to do it. He's not. Yeah. And then once and you make like, money uh, and make a shitload of money. Well, yeah, because I because I think he said that Dana White came to him. So mm-hmm. it's like when a opportunity knocks, you're just gonna say no to it, especially if you're a fan yeah. of mixed martial arts. So it's like. If Jake ever goes into that realm of real boxing, gets knocked out, dude, he goes, "All right, I'm done." Or does he goes like, mm-hmm. "All right, no, I'm, I want to come up from that." It's yeah. interesting. So if like if Silva, if Silva beats him, Jake, I've been telling you this since the since I've been on here. Go to wrestling. If you lose to Silva, fuck the K. I mean, you can try the KSI fight, but that mm-hmm. the interest might be down. Go to wrestling. Yeah, be your heel stuff because then you can gain your wins. You can make shit ton of money still and still protect your body and your image. So something that I actually was really interested in asking you about. So there was something uh, over the weekend. There was kind of a fight uh, you were telling me about between like two guys in football, I believe, football or basketball. Um, so. Something I'm very interested in is so something you'll see, you know, whenever, say, a combat athlete goes over to like wrestling or if a guy comes from UFC to boxing or, uh, you know, some kind of realm of that. You even with these influencers, like you kind of learn to connect with their personalities like one way or another, if it's hating them, loving them, whatever it is. Uh, something I'm interested in, say something like that is, and again, I'm, I'm, I'm fully, I don't know shit about football or basketball. Really? I really don't. I, I feel like to me, I don't know how the longevity of something like those guys would have versus say like, you know, these influencers like Jake or like these fighters from other like, organizations like silva have because i i guess to me without knowing is there like much of that opportunity to really like 
get that cult of personality. Like I, I know Tom Brady is like someone who like has kind of that, but like it seems much more like few and far between in like those types of sports since they are team maybe um, than a combat sport or something like that. Uh, but basketball has the more personalities because um, one player can really change a team where in football, mm-hmm. not all it's all about a team and football, like football players don't have, sometimes don't have very longevity. They're in and out mm-hmm. because of the injuries and how and the toll it, it brings on your body and how, how fat, how different the game changes so quickly. Like you might be good one year, but if you get injured, you try to come back, you probably never keep up with that speed again. So it's just mm-hmm. like, it's a sport that just keeps going. But there are personalities there. Um, you know, the the quarterback usually have a personality. Running backs, like the ones that usually, the ones who have the biggest personalities could make it over. I mean, um, Big E was a football player. He played That's at true. Iowa. Uh, Bill Goldberg played at uh, was Atlanta Falcon. Um, so it it does have a an, an appeal. It feels like, but those big superstars make so much money, they don't need wrestling. Mm-hmm. When quarterbacks are making $250 million guaranteed, why would you ever want to do wrestling? When, like, that's like or fuck even you boxing money. or something, yeah. You don't need to prove yourself. The fact that Le'Veon Bell and Adrian Peterson did that is because I don't know why. The, they, <laughs> they were running backs that kind of just fell out of the league and Adrian Peterson and Le'Veon Bell at one time were like the best running backs in the league. And and as they got older, usually by the age, by the time they're 30, age 30 for running backs is like, it's, it's goodbye. It's goodbye time. You're slowing down. You're weaker. So it's like, they need to find other avenues to make money because they're still in that in that area where they can make money. So Mm -hmm. basketball, no shit, they make shit ton of money too. It's like these the the reason why you don't see a lot of football to basketball these big stars because they don't need it. Usually, this mm. transitions like people who were Baron Corbin was actually a football player. He played at the uh, yeah. Indianapolis Colts. So there's people who couldn't make it into the NFL would go to wrestling as another option. The fact that WWE is now recruiting colleges, which is smart because some of these college athletes who couldn't make it to these professional realms can make it in the in the WWE. So it's pop mm-hmm. like that's that's that. So it's like their transitions there, but the bigger the star, the less likely it happens. They might show up to do a match, but to make it a career, they don't need it. Yeah. Yeah. And so like something like this, um, you know, I, I mean, Anderson is someone who is a very decorated combat athlete. I mean, it again, it's it's something that on the reverse side of like having this money and this fame and all this stuff, Logan, Jake, KSI, like they don't need to do this. Anderson doesn't need to do this. I, outside of the spectacle and the challenge, especially I would say with this fight, I think with on Anderson's side, like I feel that maybe that is something that kind of helps, helps make this more, interesting and why maybe this is something that you'll see like Askren, Woodley, now Silva kind kind of coming over and taking on the uh Jake Paul in particular like because I feel like maybe they want that kind of like aspect of like okay like I'm older now or I'm past my prime you know for Woodley and Askren I would say you know I want one last 
go to see if, you know, can I perform at like a level that I believe I can, you know, realistically, like probably in their minds, they don't see like Jake or any of these YouTube people being like definitively like, ah, oh, that's like the, the thing, but there's the notoriety, there's the money, there's the tension that comes. Um, you know, I, I think this past weekend, uh, I don't think it was the same event as the, the football fight was maybe, maybe it was, um, there, there, I mean, there's levels to this influencer boxing scene. And that was shown this weekend. Um, the Nissan Gibb and Austin McBroom fight happened, uh, was supposed to happen about a month ago, a month, month and a half ago. Originally, um, there was rumors about Gibb not being, getting his testing finalized. There were also rumors about them not, uh, selling enough tickets. But whenever they rescheduled, they got a bigger arena and then they moved the ring up to the stands, probably had maybe a quarter of the stadium like available for tickets. And I kid you not, Josh, I mean, I, again, I don't know if this was the same event technically as like the, the NFL guys, because I, I mean, I just paid attention to Gibb and McBroom, honestly, there was no one there. Like, I I think I told you the story, and I think I said it on uh on the show before. I went to the Logan uh Floyd uh fight in Miami, and like when I first got there, up until uh, probably the second round of the main event, there was no one there. And I mean that's a whole other thing because that's Logan Paul and Floyd Mayweather Jr. Like. That's a whole other level, but I mean, I, my ad, that, that was that was a, that was an exhibition match, that, that and, was, absolutely. and no one took and no one really took that fight serious. Mm-hmm. That's why I, I wouldn't yeah. show up to that. Why would I? Would yeah. like show up to a preseason football game? It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, I mean, for me, I went just because I was like, holy fuck, that whole trip. Anyways, I put together in two days was like, oh, this is happening this weekend. Fuck it get cheap tickets i got drunk i had a great time i thought it was fucking great because i was drunk but uh you know again like i think there's levels to this and of course the fight that the big fight that happened austin mcbroom and uh and nissan gib gib of course won um there was some pretty decent like hits in there like the first round mcbroom actually knocked down gib and then gib ended up coming back into i believe it was the second or third round hit him down and then finished him off with a knockout. Uh, even though I think Gibb is by far one of the most talented of these influencer boxers, the box office attraction wasn't there. Um, and, you know, even with the recent DAZN event with KSI and how we talked about our feelings about how that show really went down, I mean, that still was a box office attraction. This Jake Paul fight and all his other fights their box office attractions. And at the end of the day, there's especially now that with the DAZN event, there was kind of a formalized influencer ranking system and championships and whatnot. Like now we're at a level where it's okay. We're going to put kind of barriers on this. And like, we're going to actually make this more legitimate and less of a freak show. And I feel like stuff like this you know, this is where 
you're going to start seeing it grow more. It's being taken more seriously. Like when this started, it was hard to get YouTubers to even agree to do this because who, if these guys are making more money than you or me could ever dream of, you know, doing, you know, shows every week or vlogs every day, why would you risk getting concussed or dying in the ring for money you could make putting out two vlogs a week, you know? Um, I think it's interesting. I, and, and I really want to see, hear your opinions on that because I, we kind of talked about it with the KSI event about the whole influencer boxing league thing, but I don't, we didn't really talk in depth about it. Um, what are your thoughts about that and how it kind of, I wouldn't I mean legitimize in one way, but like now, cause something you were always saying was like, okay, like it's not real boxing. Like now we kind of have that full understanding. Okay. It's not real or traditional boxing. Like it's a, its own thing. We can kind of now start judging it that way. Oh, I mean, it's, it's easier to keep track to see like, Hey, this, this fighting who, and you can build champions on there and you can get excited and build anticipation for stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, <clears throat> this and the Silva versus Paul fight just makes sense on both sides. Cause it's like, this is Silva's last payday. This is the last hurrah. This is the last big money fight he's going to get. And for Jake Paul, I mean, like, like he's facing, Somebody he's idolized, and it's, it's a big name. So, mm-hmm. that, I mean, like, even if you didn't see a Jake Paul fight, like, you know who Anderson Silva is. You're, yeah. It's going to bring eyes. I mean, that's a wrestling trope. That's why Vince, wouldn't, you know, likes having celebrities and he wants to put them up there. I mean, it makes money. Mm-hmm. Um, the YouTube boxing thing is just, I've never been a fan of it. But something like this, I could be a fan of it. Because it could be its own little thing, especially if you're going to have boxers like Salt Poppy and Slim and all these other people that I watched. I'm like, these people have way more personalities than KSI does. Mm-hmm. So, um, and it's just like with YouTube's modern, you know, demonet- like the demonetizing some people's work. I mean, they're going to mm-hmm. have to find other ways to make money, and that these, this is just another way to uh, make money on the side, kind of thing. Like it's fun, mm-hmm. but you know how long before YouTube comes around and changes the rules again and makes it harder for you to make money. Yeah. So it's just like, all right. So these YouTube guys are like, at least even in like football players, they just don't make their money just on football. They will actually use their money elsewhere. Like, like LeBron James basketball, like he owns a studio, like a movie studio now, like Mm -hmm. owns tequila, all this other stuff. Like you, like you relocate your funds to other things. Cause once your career is done, at least you have money somewhere else. So yeah. this is kind of like, hey, you're getting some money somewhere else. And if you're building a YouTube league, what if a YouTube boxer like a Salt Poppy or whatever retires? Well, now he can be a coach or a announcer or whatever. Like, There's now work being created. Mm-hmm. It's kind of a becoming to the level where there can be sustainability. Um, <clears throat> yeah. I mean, and I mean, that's always a big thing. Pro wrestling, something we talk about a lot. I mean, that was something that you had to do in the early days is kind of find your territory, find some draws and bring them in occasionally, like paying other territories to bring in their people. Uh, you know, I think it also the fact that it's kind of in this realm too, of kind of being an influencer league crossover boxing league. I think when things like kind of this, where it is like Jake versus not an influencer but an actual fighter or 
something like that, or, you know, initially his original fight he was supposed to have a couple months ago with Tyson Fury's brother, um, you know, that makes those kinds of fights interesting too, because at that point, you know, now that you have maybe this, these barriers or these brackets on these guys, whenever they do get to that level of, okay, I'm going to get out of that and I'm going to fight, fight a real boxer or fight a real combat artist. Like, I think that is only going to make it bigger. And kind of like you said, like now you can have this kind of level of, okay, well, once this KSI Logan's or KSI Jake Paul stuff's over, what's the future of that? Like, okay, does, you know, do they just ride off in sunset with their money or are they going to actually do something to like give back to not only the fans, but also like the other influencer influencers who got into this? You know, KSI with Misfits Boxing, Jake Paul with Most Value Promotions. Like, this is stuff that I want to see. You know, ultimately, if it's celebrity wrestling, if it's celebrity boxing, fighting, whatever it is, like, ultimately, the whole purpose is to get more eyes on the sport itself, it is to help grow the sport itself. Boxing needed something to help it grow because otherwise, nowadays, if this stuff wasn't going on, you'd have Tyson. Fury fighting maybe once or twice a year, and that would kind of be it. Not that that's not enough, but you kind of need multiple peep draws going at the same time to make it healthy. Yeah, and then you get uh, well boxing at, at the point we have will have like free television, just mm-hmm. of boxing, just like, and I don't think anybody watched that either. No, so, so I mean it's just like this YouTube boxing league is like the bastard child of pro wrestling. Mm-hmm. Like you can take elements of pro wrestling, the WWE or whatever, and bring it into boxing. When you have these characters, larger than life characters in this ring that you want to see either lose or win, mm-hmm. you know, that's what it's all about. You, you get your favorites and you watch it and you have Jake Paul who thinks he's the hero, but in actuality, he's the fucking villain, mm-hmm. but he's just this larger than life character when he's on, you know, ESPN and stuff like that, promoting his fight and his being himself. People are like, I just want to watch it to see this guy get his teeth knocked in. Mm-hmm. And you're telling me Andrew, you know, Anderson Silva is the possible person to do it. Okay. It's old bot. I mean, like, yeah. I don't even know if Jake Paul is like this in like in real life, but this is character. He's playing it so well that mm-hmm. everything he does right now, is like touching gold, except for the fiasco with his last planned mm-hmm. fight. Yeah. Which, you know, but, you know, the fact that he had hyped us up for that fight, like, there's something he's doing right. Mm-hmm. And and when we saw Assault Poppy and all that, like, holy shit, like, they pop. When you see them fight, the personality is there. Maybe, like, the boxing isn't there yet, but that mm-hmm. can come. That will come as they're, as they're developing this league and they're able to fight each other. And it's only going to make each other better to the point where they're all, you could be all professionals and stuff like that. Yeah. And, I mean, I think, ultimately, if, if you want this legitimacy, if you want the money, I mean, that's kind of the thing you have to do. I mean, as much as like as Jake and KSI, I think is a very real beef. I think they, again, they had this opportunity. They, Jake could have been on this, uh, DAZN card the other week, but they're both smart enough to know why would I waste the biggest draw essentially in this le- league or this realm on like two weeks worth of promotion 
when you could draw it out for this next year, have multiple fights that go into it, and you sell out massive arena, sell millions in pay-per-views, like, why would you go with the short-term decision versus the thing that's going to make you the most money? Truly, if it was simply a, I want to prove I'm the best boxer thing, neither of these guys are ever going to win that award. I'm, I'm able to admit that I can't, I, that's never going to happen. And they need to, they know that that's the case, but just like any good heel in wrestling, just like any good story in wrestling, you're selling the audience so that they will buy your show. They will show up to the arena so that you will make money. At the end of the day, once you're in the ring, that's where the boxing stuff comes in. That's where the technical skill, the work, you guys need to be working on that in the background, but you also need to be selling. Um, and like I said, with this Nissan McBroom fight, there was no selling. There was no box office attraction. I mean, uh, it. I people kind of, I, I saw during the, the DAZN uh, KSI event, like there were some people making jokes about like, there were some empty spots in the arena, but that made like this event this past weekend made that look like nothing because like there was close to, I, this is Twitter. So I'm going to assume it was just a like meme joke, but someone said that like at that point, the day of they were asking, like giving tickets out for free, which is kind of insane because that's also what WCW did at the end of the day. Um, but you have to also think too with with McBroom with his last fight and then this fight too was under that Social Gloves event banner, which is his company. And let me just remind everyone again, as far as I'm aware, no one has been paid from that event still. No one has been paid other than Gib and Deji who was, were smart enough to make them pay before the event happened. Um, I, I'm, I am, I just watched this fight. I didn't care about any of the other fights. Uh, like I said, I, my instinct says that the M NFL guys were on the same card, but I'm not for sure. Um, I, at the end of the day, everything you're, doing in this world needs to be about business. It needs to be about building things up. Um, I think in general, we're in an interesting situation for the future. Uh, just because again, KSI and Nissan Gib were, uh, sparring partners. They're pretty close. They have pretty close tight knit friend group. Uh, and th that was kind of the thing that I was interested in seeing because KSI did call out the winner of this fight, uh, for his next card in January. Um, so I thought even if Gib won that it would not really be the thing just because again, with the business talk, uh, it's very hard to sell a friendly rivalry at a grand scale or like in wrestling terms, a baby face versus baby face fight. It's, it's really hard to sell that effectively, you know, like, because you want someone to be the good guy and the bad guy, and you could act that, but then that's kind of cheap in this world, I would say. Um, Especially since uh, one one of the baby faces is not going to get cheered the same way. Like one's going to be the heel in the end. Yeah, like we just saw that yeah. in All Out, where we had a baby face baby face tag team match, and all of a sudden 
Swerve on our glory had to be had to play heel. And once mm-hmm. they started playing heel, holy shit, the match went to a whole different level. Mm-hmm. I mean, ultimately, I mean, that's been the whole thing, you know, when you think about KSI and Weller, when you think about KSI and Logan, when you think about Jake, uh, Jake and KSI, I mean, it's because there's a built-in heel and there's a built-in baby face, you know, like, I don't want Jake Paul to win. I didn't want Logan Paul to win. In the, fir- the first case, or in the second case, you, Logan didn't win. But in this current era, Jake is winning, and that pisses me off because I want to see him get knocked out. That's what a lot of us pay to see is that chance to see him get knocked out finally. Um, something I'm going to turn to you, Josh, I think is... As any sort of uh, it, even a cliche, I would even say a, a thing you see in these kind of combat sports world, having that undefeated streak, that all those wins, that's something. It is. But I think the interesting thing comes when you finally lose. That's when you learn a lot more about yourself. And that's something that in this fight with Silva and Jake, there's a real the most real possibility of any fight he's had or any of the other two fights that he was supposed to have recently. This is the most real threat to Jake. And if there is that chance that Silva undoubtedly beat wipes the floor with Jake, how does Jake proceed? Because to me and you instinctively we'll say, well, who cares about the KSI thing? Go to wrestling. There is a way to still build intrigue, but I mean, it, it does Jake, the person, have that in him that we're not possibly seeing with the character? Um, I do not know because he comes off like he's the God's, you know, God's gift to everyone. You know, mm-hmm. he kind of has this, you know, feeling about himself. Um, it would be interesting if he does lose, if he does go like, and especially if he's overconfident and, um, it's like a Luke Skywalker versus a, like a Darth Vader kind of thing. Mm. Like Luke goes in there and thinks like he can do anything to Vader and Vader just wipes the floor with him. And it takes Luke that whole year between, um, between movies, uh, to, uh, to be better. So yeah, I'm still in the camp is like Jake shine. If he loses the shine on Jake, goes away because mm-hmm. i think the whole aspect of him being undefeated really works with him yeah um and even with the mega fight the the idea of having both of these guys going in undefeated is such a draw too because you have that only one of you guys can win at the end of the day only one of you guys are getting the bragging rights getting with the the deal that they talked about on tr- on twitter one of you guys is getting the the purse because the other one is going to have to give it up. Uh, I think if Jake was more of a good dude, like maybe like Logan, like as he's in a boxer, even though I, don't, mm-hmm. I think Logan's still a heel, but like if Jake was a likable guy, a baby face character, if he did take the loss, wouldn't look as bad. But since mm-hmm. he's this dude talking shit and making like every time he does a press conference, like you just want his ass kicked. If he loses, it's like, well, I got what I wanted. Mm-hmm. I saw him lose. Like, why do I want to see that again? Yeah. I want to see. It's like a bully. Like a bully is like so great because he beats everybody. But once that bully goes down, is he still a bully? Mm-hmm. And I mean, I think 
the the whole thing you see again it's a cliche i mean i've seen it in movies for sports and all all these things growing up i mean but it is a true statement you know like just seeing what you're made of when you fall when you lose when you get knocked down like that is a true test for people you know we kind of saw that with his brother logan i mean when he lost to to ksi the first, uh this the second time um i mean logan has had a tremendous evolution of himself i mean not only do they work together and own a hydration drink company i mean they're potentially both going to be on this january disown card um not fighting each other but fighting separate opponents i mean they are friends now like logan is in wwe and i mean even me and you i mean we're kind of rooting for him in that world like and that's a complete 1080 especially for me from a couple years ago where i thought he was the worst person in the world uh you know again PR character, all that stuff that happens, but I'm interested to see will Jake, if this is the time for him to lose, will he have that same sort of transformation and like that ability to say, I lost. Okay. Like if, if he really wants to do this boxing thing, is he going to turn around and, you know, make something of it? Or is it going to be a thing of, Oh, you know, I, I didn't really lose like making excuses because if it is that way, then I mean, I, if, if it's that way, I personally wouldn't even want him in wrestling. Cause I just, I don't, I don't want you to, to come into that world with that kind of attitude where you can't accept losing. I mean, that's a common criticism I've personally had. And a lot of people have had about Ronda Rousey um, where like she lost her two fights, had a very big, uh, public meltdown and then whenever she came into the wwe the fans started turning on her and she did not like that uh she started to feel that same feeling that she had whenever she lost her two ufc fights uh, and people don't like her i mean i don't like her i don't really want her to be in wrestling because i don't think she respects it so and the thing is is like if she realized the if she actually had respect on the business her getting booze, like, all right, being a heel is better because, like, you actually make more money as a heel because you have way yeah. more control. You have way control of your character because when you're a baby face, like, you're not in control of your character. Yeah. You, there's a certain way you have to act. Heels, clean. especially right now, like, she's kind of being a heel right now. And I think I don't watch SmackDown and I don't really care for Ronda. I haven't seen a Ronda <laughs> match since, uh, since uh, probably the WrestleMania where Becky won. I was going to say, that's the last match I've watched. And and that was a botch finish, too. So, I mean. Um, and she went see. and complained about it on Twitter. Yeah. So, if Jake loses by knockout, I would be interested to see how he reacts. Now, if it's by decision, mm-hmm. I think he will argue, like, I'm still the best boxer. I've never been knocked out. You could play that role. Yeah. The humbleness comes when you get knocked out by an old-ass man. Oh, yeah. And- so. Yeah, that's that's. I mean, we'll see. When's when? Let the people know when the fight is, and so we can discuss. So we can plan on discussing it around that time. Absolutely. So it is going to be made October twenty ninth. They will step into the ring at Gila River Arena in Glendale, Arizona. Um, as far as I know, there is no official undercard announced 
Um, again, the, they just started promotion for this literally today. Um, so, I mean, I'm very excited for this. Uh, I think, again, it's going to be a test, not only in-ring skill-wise, but also as a person. You know, if Jake loses, will he be able to admit defeat? Will he be able to humble himself and make himself be in that position of being maybe starting to turn the leaf on his public persona. We'll have to see. Yeah. And then, uh, well, here's the thing about this card being in like this far away, uh, almost a month away. It's like, yeah. And how Tennessee, these internet YouTube boxing things came to cancel. So let's hope and pray it comes on the 29th. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm excited to see, you know, the card, you know, and then I'm excited to see what Jake Paul does. Because uh, if he lose, the next time we do a podcast, it's going to be a, a coronation of everything I've said about him. So Absolutely. prove me wrong, Jake. Prove me wrong. I know Spe- you're not watching. But yeah, prove me course. wrong, brother. Speaking of, uh, as, as a quick little side note too, uh, something interesting is, of course, Hasim Rahman Jr., uh, the guy who was supposed to fight Jake after the initial opponent flaked out for a second time. Uh, also fights October 15th. He is on the second of the DAZN X Misfits series cards. Uh, this one against another uh, former, this was early UFC uh, legend, Victor Belfort. Uh, they're going to be boxing in this, uh, in October on the 15th. I believe I actually read that is going to be on the DAZN app for free. Uh, so I'm actually going to be checking that one out uh, just because, I mean, I I kind of, I got into learning about Hasim and well now, fuck, I got blue balls and not seen him beat up Jake Paul. So fuck. One of, you got, one you got blue balls. You're <laughs> the one, you're the one that was like, Jake's going to win this fight. And I'm the ones like, no, Hasim. So I was like, I got blue, blue ball because I wanted to see this pretty boy get knocked out. And maybe I mean, Mr. Silva can do it for me. What worries me is that, you know, Anderson was a jiu-jitsu fighter, and that's more ground mm-hmm. pound kind of stuff, submission fighting. Not much of a boxer, but we'll see. We'll see. Still it's a month away. I mean, regardless, guys, we want to thank you so much for watching uh, this episode of The Lockup. Thank you for joining us here. We are available on YouTube, on Spotify for your video version, everywhere else for your audio versions. We go up every Wednesday, 12 p.m. U.S. Eastern Time. Thank you guys so much for joining us here inside the ring of the lockup and we'll see you in the next one. Peace.